0: Today we'll be reading Joshua chapters 16 through 18. At the beginning of chapter 16 of Joshua, we get the assignment of real estate for Joseph's people. Verse 1, And the lot of the children of Joseph fell from Jordan by Jericho into the water of Jericho on the east to the wilderness that goeth up from Jericho throughout Mount Bethel. And goeth out from Bethel to Luz, and passeth along the borders of Archai to Adaroth. And goeth down westward to the coast of Japhletai, unto the coast of Beth-horon, the nether, and to Gezer, and the goings out thereof are at the sea. So the children of Joseph, Manasseh and Ephraim, took their inheritance. Now here, as I mentioned, we're talking about Joseph's descendants here. The tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh received their property inheritance in these four verses. Um, at the same time as descendants of Joseph. Now, since the Levites uh, receive no property inheritance, the uh, twelve tribes are rounded out by Manasseh and Ephraim. These property assignments in Canaan are distributed by the lottery. That's what drawing lots means. If you'd like a more complete view of the lottery itself, then consult my notes on Proverbs chapter 16 there, In the yellow box to the right of that screen, I have some written summary of the practice of casting lots in the Old Testament. In our next passage of Scripture, beginning with verse 5 down through verse 10, we have the details of Ephraim's inheritance. Verse 5, And the border of the children of Ephraim, according to their families, was thus. Even the border of their inheritance on the east side was Adaroth Adar, unto beth Horon the upper... And the border went out toward the sea to mech on the north side, and the border went about eastward unto Ta'anath-Shiloh and passed by it on the east side to Janoha. And it went down from Janoha to Adaroth and to Na'aroth and came to Jericho and went out at Jordan. The border went out from Tapua westward into the river Cana and the goings out thereof were at the sea. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Ephraim by their families. And the separate cities for the children of Ephraim were among the inheritance of the children of Manasseh, all the cities with their villages. And they drave not out the Canaanites that dwelt in Gezer, but the Canaanites dwell among the Ephraimites unto this day and serve under tribute. We see in this passage that there was a problem, though, The Gezerites in Canaan, they just wouldn't go. Or was it really that the tribe of Israel didn't try that hard to get them to go, preferring instead to have the presence of a little slave labor? So they served Israel, mentioned again in Judges chapter 1, verses 28 to 30, and verse 33, and verse 35. However, in Judges chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, and in Judges 3, verses 5 and 6, and again in Judges. Chapter 10, verse 6, we see that the idolatrous practice of these people was indeed a problem for Israel. David failed in his attempt to rid the land of these uh, Canaanites here centuries later over in Second Samuel, chapter 5, verse 25, also paralleled in First Chronicles, chapter 14, verse 16. Finally, Pharaoh comes up out of Egypt during Solomon's reign and takes Gezer as a wedding present for Solomon he was married if you recall to Pharaoh's daughter and that's recorded in 1 Kings chapter 9 verses 10 through 28 and also in 2 Chronicles chapter 8 verses 1 through 18 now in chapter 17 we find that it's Manasseh's turn verse 1 there was also a lot for the tribe of Manasseh for he was the firstborn of Joseph to wit for a maker the firstborn of Manasseh the father of Gilead because he was a man of war Therefore he had Gilead and Bashan. There was also a lot for the rest of the children of Manasseh by their families, for the children of Abba Ezer, and for the children of Helik, and for the children of Azrael, and for the children of Shechem, and for the children of Hefer, and for the children of Shemida. These were the male children of Manasseh the son of Joseph by their families. But Zilo Fahad, the son of Hepher, the son of Gilead, the son of Maker, the son of Manasseh, had no sons but daughters. And these are the names of his daughters, Mala, and Noah, Hagla, Milcah and Terzah. And they came near before Eleazar, the priest, and before Joshua, the son of Nun, and before the princess, saying, The Lord commanded Moses to give us an inheritance among our brethren." Therefore, according to the commandment of the Lord, he gave them an inheritance among the brethren of their father. And there fell ten portions to Manasseh beside the land of Gilead and Bashan, which were on the other side, Jordan. Because the daughters of Manasseh had an inheritance among his sons, and the rest of Manasseh's sons had the land of Gilead. And the coast of Manasseh was from Asher to Michmetham. That lieth before Shechem, and the border went along on the right hand unto the inhabitants of Entapuah. Now Manasseh had the land of Tapuah, but Tapuah on the border of Manasseh belonged to the children of Ephraim, and the coast descended unto the river Cana, southward of the river. These cities of Ephraim are among the cities of Manasseh. The coast of Manasseh also was on the north side of the river, and the goings of it were at the sea. Southwest it was Ephraim's, and northwest it was Manasseh's, and the sea is his border. And they met together in Asher on the north, and in Issachar on the east. And Manasseh had in Issachar and in Asher Beth-Shion and her towns, and Ibliam and her towns, and the inhabitants of Dor and her towns, and the inhabitants of Endor and her towns, and the inhabitants of Tanakh and her towns, and the inhabitants of Megiddo, and her towns, even three countries. Yet the children of Manasseh could not drive out the inhabitants of these cities, but the Canaanites would dwell in that land. Yet it came to pass, when the children of Israel were waxen strong, that they put the Canaanites to tribute, but did not utterly drive them out. And the children of Joseph spake unto Joshua, saying, Why hast thou given me but one lot, and one portion to inherit? seeing I am a great people, forasmuch as the Lord hath blessed me hitherto. And Joshua answered them, If thou be a great people, then get thee up to the wood country, and cut down for thyself there in the land of the Perizzites and of the giants, if Mount Ephraim be too narrow for thee. And the children of Joseph said, The hill is not enough for us, and all the Canaanites that dwell in the land of the valleys have chariots of iron, both they who are of Beth-sheon And her towns, and they who are of the valley of Jezreel. And Joshua spake unto the house of Joseph, even to Ephraim, and to Manasseh, saying, Thou art a great people, and hast great power. Thou shalt not have one lot only. But the mountain shall be thine, for it is a wood, and thou shalt cut it down, and the outgoings of it shall be thine, for thou shalt drive out the Canaanites, though they have iron chariots, and though they be strong." Now, for the other descendants of Joseph, the tribe of Manasseh gets their allocations. The daughters of Zelophehad are added again. They want their fair share since their family had no male heirs. This issue first came up back with Moses in Numbers chapter 26, verse 33, and again in Numbers chapter 27, verses 1 through 11. Oh, and then one more time in Numbers chapter 36, verses 1 through 13. Well, the issue was actually already settled back in Numbers on both occasions. It appears that they just wanted to be persistent in their reminders, you know, just to make sure that Joshua does right by them. Now look at verses 12 and 13. More problem Canaanites. They just won't leave. This is mentioned again in Judges chapter 1, verse 27. Joshua had defeated the kings of Tanakh, Megiddo, and Dor. We see that in Joshua chapter 12, verses 21 and 23. But a permanent Hebrew occupation didn't follow. Verse 13 tells us that later on they did, in fact, make slaves of them. But Joseph's people, the tribes of Manasseh and Ephraim, still aren't satisfied. We see that in verses 14 through 18. They want even more land. Joshua suggests his own solution, and God's solution for that matter, and that's to head for the hills, conquer it, and it's yours. Note Joshua's sarcastic reply in verse 15 to their assertion in verse 14 that they are a great people and thus need more land. He said, If thou be a great people, then get thee up to the wood country and cut down for thyself there in the land of the Parasites and of the giants if Mount Ephraim be too narrow for thee. Oh, well, I guess they thought it was worth a try to see if Joshua would just give them some more prime real estate. Now in chapter 18, we find in the first 10 verses another spy assignment. Verse 1 And the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh, and set up the tabernacle of the congregation there, and the land was subdued before them. And there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes which had not yet received their inheritance. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, How long are you slack? To go to possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers hath given you. Give out from among you three men for each tribe, and I will send them. And they shall rise and go through the land and describe it according to the inheritance of them, and they shall come again to me. And they shall divide it into seven parts Judah shall abide in their coast on the south, and the house of Joseph shall abide in their coast on the north. Ye shall therefore describe the land. Into seven parts, and bring the description hither to me, that I may cast lots for you here before the Lord our God. And the Levites have no part among you, for the priesthood of the Lord is their inheritance, and Gad and Reuben and half the tribe of Manasseh have received their inheritance beyond Jordan on the east, which Moses the servant of the Lord gave them. And the men arose and went away, and Joshua charged them that went to describe the land, saying, Go and walk through the land and describe it, and come again to me, that I may here cast lots for you before the Lord in Shiloh. And the men went and passed through the land, and described it by cities into seven parts in a book, and came again to Joshua to the host at Shiloh. And Joshua cast lots for them in Shiloh before the Lord, and there Joshua divided the land into the children of Israel according to their divisions." Now, since uh, Joshua chapter 4, verse 19, the camp of Israel had been at Gilgal. At this point in time, Israel sets up the tabernacle at Shiloh in a secluded spot where it stays for over 200 years until the ark ends up being captured by the Philistines in the time of Eli the priest, recorded over in 1 Samuel chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Joshua demonstrates a little frustration with his people here in verse 3. When he says, how long are you slack to go to possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers hath given you? So here's an interim solution. Seven tribes have not been given an allotment of land yet. Let each tribe, pick three reps to go over into the land. they will be spies. Look around and bring back a report. Once done, the lottery continues. Oh, and there's that Levite reference again in verse 7 says, Levites have no part among you. I wonder if the Levites ever got tired of hearing that phrase. Now, in chapter 18, verses 11 through 28, it's Benjamin's turn to get a, an allocation of land. Verse 11 And the lot of the tribe of the children of Benjamin came up according to their families, and the coast of their lot came forth between the children of Judah and the children of Joseph. And their border on the north side was from Jordan, and the border went up to the side of Jericho on the north side, and went up through the mountains westward, and the goings out thereof were at the wilderness of Beth-haven. And the border went over from thence toward Luz, to the side of Luz, which is Bethel, southward, and the border descended to Ataroth Adar, near the hill that lieth on the south side of the nether beth Haran. And the border was drawn thence and compassed the corner of the sea southward, from the hill that lieth before Beth Horon southward. And the goings out therefore were at Kirjath Baal, which is Kirjath Jearim, a city of the children of Judah. This was the west quarter, and the south quarter was from the end of Kirjath Jearim, and the border went out to the west and went out to the well of the waters of Neftoah. And the border came down to the end of the mountain that lieth before the valley of the son of Hinnom, and which is the valley of the giants on the north, and descended to the valley of Hinnom on the side of Jebusai on the south, and descended to Enrogel, and was drawn from the north and went forth to Enshemesh, and went forth toward Geliloth, which is over against the going up of Adumim, and descended to the stone of Bohan, the son of Reuben, and passed along toward the side over against Araba northward, and went down unto Araba, And the border passed along the side of Beth-Hagla, northward, and the outgoings of the border were at the north bay of the Salt Sea at the south end of Jordan. This was the south coast. And Jordan was the border of it on the east side. This was the inheritance of the children of Benjamin by the coast thereof, round about, according to their families. Now, the cities of the tribe of the children of Benjamin, according to their families, were Jericho, Beth-Hagla, and the valley of Kizes, and Beth-Arabah, and Zemar-Raim, and Bethel, and Avom, and Perah, and Ophrah, and Kephar, ha and Afnine and Gaba, twelve cities with their villages, Gibeon, and Ramah, and Be'aroth, and Mizpah, and Kephirah, and Moza, and Rikum and Arpa'el, and Tarlam and Zelah, Eliph, and Jebusai, which is Jerusalem, Gibeath, and Kerjath, fourteen cities with their villages, this is the inheritance of the children of Benjamin according to their families. Well, it's time to record your deed. Oh, and Benjamin gets Jerusalem, which was inhabited by the Jebusites. Well, it may not have seemed like the big deal then, but later on King David would make it the capital city of Israel, over in Second Samuel chapter five, verses six through ten, and also spoken of in first Chronicles chapter eleven verses four through nine. These verses include great detail concerning Benjamin's borders. It ought to be noted, however, that Jerusalem seemed to be shared by the tribes of Benjamin and Judah. Uh, take note of the following passages of Scripture. In Joshua 18.28, it says, And Zelah, Eliph, and Jebusai, which is Jerusalem, Gibeoth, and Kirjath, fourteen cities with their villages, This is the inheritance of the children of Benjamin, according to their families. In Joshua chapter 15, verse 63, here's what it says. As for the Jebusites, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the children of Judah could not drive them out, but the Jebusites dwell with the children of Judah at Jerusalem unto this day. And in Judges chapter 1, verse 8, it says, Now the children of Judah had fought against Jerusalem and had taken it, and smitten it with the edge of the sword, and set the city on fire. And then in Judges chapter 1, verse 21, it says, And the children of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites that inhabited Jerusalem, but the Jebusites dwell with the children of Benjamin in Jerusalem unto this day. Now, based upon these verses, obviously Jerusalem was a shared city between the two tribes.